Pastor Alicia. And my name is Pastor Charles. And we want to thank you for joining Excel Church this morning. We welcome you, and we're so glad you decided to tune in on this last Sunday of 2020. Can you believe it's the last Sunday? No, I cannot believe it. It has been quite an adventurous year, to say the very least. And we wanted to make sure we ended this year on a note that gave you inspiration of what is yet to come. And one of the things that Pastor Charles and I discussed, even in our home this morning, is on how to weather the storm, how to still come out victorious and to see the mighty hand of God work in your life by holding on to your faith and holding on to your promise that you've received from God, either from his word, prophetically, or from the written word, which of course we know as the Bible, is one of the most important things that we can really learn as Christians in order to excel. And so we have found in many years of pastoring that this is also one of the greatest challenges that a lot of believers face. Um, that when things are going well um, and they have their sunny days, um, they are able to celebrate God and praise God and, and, and be upbeat and happy, but it's determined by what their circumstances are. And so when they have a year like we had in 2020, where circumstances have never not been um, as pleasant as they may have anticipated or have had expected, then it will have a negative impact on their relationship and their ability to, to serve God and to be um, happy. And so one of the things we talked about this morning as we were really just reflecting not only on 2020, but on our journey as um, a married couple, 19 years, mm -hmm. is that it involves ups and downs. And a lot of times when people will see where we are um, in life, whether it's in ministry or in, in um, marriage or in business, um, they may be impressed with what has been accomplished but we always try to make sure that people recognize that that did not come without sacrifice. Somebody said it requires sacrifice. It requires sacrifice. It doesn't come easy. Anything worth having, I'm sure you have heard said before, does not come easily. And it came from a great deal of fortitude and determination to stay committed to the word of God. And so we want to just inspire you this morning and just kind of casually share with you some things and part to you um, some wisdom that we believe is going to be helpful if you grab a hold of it and apply it to your everyday life. Because Pastor Charles and I decided a long time ago that we wanted this to be a teaching ministry, um, that we're not interested in entertaining you, um, but that we're interested in filling you with the word of God and making it practical so that you can understand exactly how to take the word and apply it to your life. And we're grateful that we have weathered so many storms because it gives us a, a understanding of where people may be in a variety of seasons in their lives. So whether you're just getting started and you're a new Christian and you're excited, everything is 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 roses or whether you're in a valley right now where everything seems like it's the end of the world and you're just fighting to hang on or whether you're back up at the top of the hill and you're experiencing the promises being manifested in your life. No matter where you are, um, we're grateful for the journey that we have been able to take with God that will allow us to impart with you this morning and as we continue to go on in 2020, um, some real important strategies that will help you um, as you continue to go forward with the Lord. So pastor, did you want to just share some things as we get started, just kind of as we begin? Uh, I'm so, I know they're excited to see you. This isn't a traditional format for us. So I know they're excited to hear from you. And I know you have a wealth of information to share. So I know it's difficult to kind of boil it down to a couple nuggets, but if you could try and maybe just share a couple things that you think will bless the people of God this morning. Well, I just wanted to echo, you know, what you said is that, you know, it may start off uh, very uh, rough. It may start off, you know, very rocky and it seems like um, things are just never going to come to pass. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but just uh, just trust God, you know, and just keep on believing um, and, and just keep on trusting that God will see you and your family through. You know, like you mentioned, you know, early on, you know, it just seemed like things were not going to not going to ever come to fruition, mm. you know, and that uh, we were never going to, you know, come out of the rut that we had, you know, seen that we was just in a space that would never change. Uh, but I'm encouraging you all today. I'm excited for you to don't give up. Trust God. Believe God uh, and continue to just dive into his his word, as you said you know, so many different things. I'm excited to get into the lesson to be able to share some of the things that, you know, Pastor Alicia and I have learned. And we just want to encourage you as well to not give up and that everything's going to be all right. Um, one of the things that I uh, cling on to comes from the book of um, Mark, if you want to turn there with me, Mark chapter 11. And uh, there's a series that I've taught that I probably will teach again. Haven't taught it in a few years and I think it's time for me to bring it um, to the people of God again. Um, but I teach a series that is based off of the principle, speak what you seek until you see what you say. Uh, and it sounds like a lot, it sounds like a mouthful, but um, if I could find one nugget that I think that I would be able to impart to my children, to those who are not only spiritual children, but my children that are natural children, anyone who um, is receiving from me that I am pouring into that they receive and re understand that this is something that um, it could be life-changing is to kind of break that down. Mm -hmm. It is speak what you seek until you see what you say. And you could type that down, but I want you to catch that, write it in your journal, Catch it because if you look at Mark chapter 11, verse 24, um, what I really love is I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. And so what really blew my mind today is that I was sharing with Pastor Charles about my journal that goes back to this one goes back to 2016. And so much of what I have been writing that came out of this journal, at the time that I was writing it, it was not in reality. But uh, one of the things that we learned early on um, as pastors, as we um, submitted to other pastors and as we listened to those who had gone before us, uh, one of the pastors that you know we felt like, okay, I love how they honor each other in ministry and in marriage. Uh, Pastor, um, now Apostle um, Hillier and Pastor Hillier, and they um, had used to say, you know, I live in the best, I drive the best, I go first class in life. And we began to speak that, declare that, assert that over our lives when the reality at that time could not have been further from the truth. But we had to speak what we were seeking until we could see what we were saying. And we found through experience that when you believe God and you continue to speak what you believe him for, in spite of what the circumstances look like in front of you, even though at first it feels very foreign and some might even say it feels a little silly um, because it's so far from reality, your, your mind is going to tell you, this is stupid. Like, why am I saying that? This is not true. But you speak it with such a belief in your heart that God is able, that the words that you're speaking are going to come to pass, that it may not be the next day. And in my case, as I was looking through my journal, there were times where it wasn't the next month and many times where it wasn't even the next year. But over time, as we continue to speak what we were seeking mm -hmm. until we saw what we were saying, it has come to pass. And so we thought about it and I said, man, I remember a season where I would say, I live the best, I drive the best, I go first class in life. And at that time, 
unless living in the best was living in a hotel. That wasn't true. That's where I lived in reality. But I kept speaking. I live in the best. I drive the best. Now, mind you, at the time, I'm saying I drive the best. At one point, I'm declaring this, and I don't even have a car. I'm at one point, I remember the the stress and the, the, the worry of having children in school and they go to a private school so there is no busing that would take them to where they needed to go. And then at this point I had a child that was in a after school sport and I would have to call a Uber and call her at school at, in the nighttime when it was dark and be praying that the person who was picking her up was gonna bring her straight home and just the stress of not being able to have a vehicle to, to go get my children and to take them where they needed to go. But I'm declaring I drive the best and I drive nothing. And then I go first class in life. But these were confessions that I disciplined. Somebody say discipline. I disciplined myself to keep speaking it even though while I'm speaking it, it flew in the face of what was reality. And those of you who know me personally know, now when I say that, I live in the best, I drive the best, I go first class in life, that's a, that's a true statement. But we had to bring that, speak those things that are not as though they were, we had to bring that into existence. And so I think that as you are challenged about 2020 and what you want to do in 2021, I think the major thing I want to impart to you is don't speak what you see. Don't speak your current situation. Don't speak I'm broke. I'm 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 single. I'm this. Don't speak what it looks like because that's what you will continue to receive. And even though it's going to feel like you're lying to yourself, you would be surprised at just how much control you have over what is to come if you would discipline your mouth to take you to where you desire to be. Um, the power of life and death is in your tongue. So you don't speak. And my family will tell you all the time, you know, if they say, oh, I feel, I'm about to die, I'll be like, take it back. And they're like, you know, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Take it back. There's power in your tongue. There's power in your words. So there's once we really come to recognize that, we have to be so protective of what we say because we know we're going to have what we speak. And so speak what you seek until you see what you say is not a cliche. It's not a cute little catchy phrase. And, you know, it's a hard phrase to say, but it's one that helps us to remember that I will have what I say. So if I'm believing God for a strong marriage and I'm having marital problems, I have to begin to confess I have a happy and healthy marriage. If I'm unemployed and I'm believing God to provide a way for me to provide for my family, then I have to speak. I am gainfully employed and be specific. My prayer, I used to pray every day. I would look through my journal and again, every day I would say, Charles and I make a six-figure income. And I would pray that over and over and over. And what's so funny about it is I had in my mind how that would happen. You know, I would think, okay, I got to get this business going or I got to get this thing working or, you know, we got to do this or we got to do that. And God had a different path of how he wanted to bring things into fruition. But I just had to believe that through God, what? it was possible. So it wasn't so much in the detail of how I thought I was going to make it happen, but it was in the faith that I knew it could happen and that with God that anything was possible. So I had a choice. I could choose to believe that I was always going to be broke. I could choose to believe that I was always going to be in lack. I could choose to believe that I would always live in a hotel and not have a car and be busted and struggling. I had a choice. I could set my mind to believe that or, somebody say or, or. 
I could set my mind to believe the promises of God for my life. So I began to, like I said, go to the word of God and I would journal it and I would write it down and I would believe the, the promises of God and I would write them down. Um, one of the things I put down, I put Deuteronomy 8.18, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Um, I would just write down what he said he would do and then I would say, I just choose to believe that. I choose to believe God's going to give us the power to get wealth. I choose to believe that God is going to increase us more and more so that we can pour into others and teach others the way of escape. Teach others where they can make small adjustments in their thinking to receive the promises of God in their life. And we just began to, over time, and this is the thing that I think is so crucial because it was not an overnight process and there were so many opportunities to give up. There were so many opportunities to just be like, forget it, this ain't working, this ain't never gonna happen. Um, you feel silly, like I said, but then sometimes you feel embarrassed because you're confessing and you're believing God and everybody's asking you, you know, when? When's that going to happen? You believe in God for this. When is this going to happen? And you having to be determined enough to say, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I believe God. I believe it will happen. And then to be in that space where it's happened, where it's manifested, where it's materialized, it not only is a blessing for you, but it helps to bless unbelievers because the unbelievers that were watching your process are going to be able to see, wow, God really did heal her. Wow, God really did heal their marriage. Wow, God really did deliver them from poverty. And then you don't know how that's going to bless them, that they're going to be like, well, you know what? Maybe I should increase my level of belief because of what they see you believe in God for in your life. You want to add to that or... Yeah, as you was just talking, I was uh, thinking about uh, a scripture um, because, you know, when you're going through life, sometimes you forget mm -hmm. uh, to lean on the word of God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you forget, you know, that the word is the truth, mm. you know, and what God said is the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, because you're struggling, sometimes mm -hmm. you, you know, you're frustrated. And you can, you know, you can slip and believe in your current situation, your current bank account, your current credit report, you know, your current situation, you know, and that's the trick of the enemy to, to get you to think um, that uh, that is not going to happen and that God isn't going to come through for you or that he, he isn't paying attention or your, your prayers aren't being heard or answered. Uh, but the devil is a liar. You know, the devil is a liar and that's the trick of the enemy, and that's why I love the Word of God. That's why I love, you know, placing our prayers in mm -hmm. front of God and mm -hmm. placing our plans in front of God and allowing God to, you know, breathe right. uh, on our plans. The, the scripture that, you know, really encouraged me along the way um, through our process was Jeremiah uh, the, the chapter 29, verse 11. And it, it says that for I know the plans I have for you. Mm. I know, you know, in other words, you know, don't worry about mm. uh, what other people plan is for your life, what other people thinks about mm. your plan and how your plan, you know, doesn't line up uh, with, you know, what they think, you know, because a lot of times that's what we were doing. We were we were preaching faith, like you said, you know, and preaching, you know, that God is able and he can do all things, you know, and all this and yet it didn't seem like uh, it was happening and you know you look silly sometimes you look like it, it's not gonna happen but if you believe that scripture that you know he has his plans he knows what he and then it even goes on and says declares the Lord in other words he trumps right. everything what somebody else right. is saying what they thinking he just trumped all of that you know and it puts it in perspective and it says his plans to prosper you yeah plans to prosper you and not to harm you so Ooh, even you though Lord. you might be going through situations and it might just be you and only you believing for um the the, the unbelievable to mm -hmm. happen guess what if it's his plan and if you're trusting his scripture 
guess what? It's a plant and it's not going to harm you. It's not mm -hmm. going to be dangerous for you. You just have to learn how to trust mm -hmm. God. You just have to learn to be comfortable uh, with trusting God, even when nobody else is, 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 is trusting God. And the last part of it says plans to give you hope Ooh. and a future. Yes. Plans yes, to yes. give you hope and a future. That means that your future, if it's his plan, wow. your future is secure. Mm. The plan that he gave you is secure and is going to happen. Woo! Glory. It's going to happen uh, and it's going to be prosperous. It's going to happen. You got to believe it's going to happen. I don't Amen. care what your 2020 looked like. Yeah. Even if your 2020 was what you considered to be okay, like you weathered the storm, you were able to um, sustain your family with your employment, even though many people were experiencing a lot of um, job instability, or, or maybe you were able to make it through like many of us and not... Um, become ill or um, affected by the coronavirus and maybe you feel like I made it by the hair of my chinny chin chin um, you know we are still saying whether you are in that space or whether you're in the space where you feel extremely discouraged um, that God has a plan for you mm -hmm. and we have to be comfortable with the fact that God wants to do what, what I remember I had to get comfortable with the fact that God wants to do great things through us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, once you understand his plans for you to, to use you for his glory, then you become comfortable with the fact that you're supposed to have better. You're supposed to do better because it puts you in a position where you are able to be used for his glory. And so once you get out of your own way and begin to recognize that this is all according to his plan, I began to pray. I said, God, make me a distribution center. You know, I wanted him to be able to trust me that if he gave me an instruction that I would be able to hear him and do what it is he called me to do. And I was sharing with Pastor Charles this morning, a, a testimony. I remember one time I was, um, uh, a member of a church. This is what maybe this was this when we first got married. So this maybe 15 oh. years ago. Um, so maybe 15 years ago, I was a, a member of this church, and we were having a revival at church. And um, the guest speaker was there, and they were asking for a $1,500 offering. And I know they probably were trying to cover conference expenses and make sure that the speaker, you know, received a good honorarium. Um, and the Lord was moving through this revival and people's lives were being changed. And I wanted to sow because I, I felt like it was good ground. I wanted to sow into good ground, but I didn't have $1,500. And um, I remember leaving that conference, you know, determined. And I was like, God, I need you to bless me with $1,500 because I want to sow into the ministry. I want, I need this $1,500. They're asking for a $1,500 seed offering. I don't have it. But again, my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So I believe that if he needed to get that $1,500 to that church, that I wanted him, use me, Lord. You could trust me. Give it to me. I will sow it. And I was new in my walk with the Lord. And this was like probably the first time I had experienced something like this. But I went to work the next day and... um as you might know, I, I, at this time I was in a practicing attorney and I was in private practice and I went to work the next day and somebody came in and they wanted me to take their case. And I remember saying to them, well, that's going to require a $1,500 retainer. Hmm. And um, at this particular time, I think if I remember correctly, my retainer was 2,500. But I remember this lady had said, well, I only have 1500 right now. Would you take 1500 And as I'm remembering it, mm. it blew my mind that I was asking her for 2500 mm. okay. And she didn't say, I got 500 I got $1,000. What did she say? Exactly. The exact number I needed to honor the promise I made to God. Mm. So, you know, it was not even a, a second thought. And I know, and I, I was sharing with someone this morning that, I really feel like I could have changed the trajectory of my life if I had a dishonored the vow I had made to God. And when she gave me that 1500, if I had been like, well, you know, I'm going to wait till I get that other thousand because, you know, I need to pay this. You know, I need to No, it was not. 
even a thought in my mind. I was so amazed by the mighty hand of God. I was so amazed that I had a desire to give and that I didn't have to give and that I opened my mouth and I asked him to provide for me to do what I knew he wanted me to do. And then that very next day, he blessed me with that $1,500. I ran to church that night so excited to give. I was just like, you would never think, you would think I was going to get something. But I was, I felt like I was getting something because I had just learned in a very tangible way, not in a, you know, I read it in a book way, not in somebody told me this way, but in a, this is my father and this is our relationship. And he trusted me and I can't wait to show him how much I love him and how much I trust him. And I feel like when I released that seed, that that was a pivotal moment in my relationship and in my growth process of God watching me and being like, oh, okay, I see you. I, I see you. you know, And being able to recognize if you're faithful over a few things, that will make you ruler over many. But a lot of times, I think where we get caught up is if something is small, then we're not as diligent as we need to be with it. You know, when we lived in that hotel, even though that was a small thing, you know, we had to be diligent with the thing that we had. And they will tell you, my kids will tell you, people will tell you, you would come over here. It was like you was in an apartment. Christmas time, we had lights up. We was decorating. You know, you ain't supposed to be doing all that in somebody's hotel. But it was like, no, we're going to be faithful over whatever you bless us to have, God. You know, we could be homeless. We could be sleeping out of our car. You know, we. so this ain't the ideal situation, you know, but... I thank you, God. I thank you that we have a roof over our head. And we're going we gonna to light this place up like it's our house. Now, you know, we got a house we can light up. But I'm telling you, the journey has been such a blessing. The journey of not just always having what you want and need just there for you, but of learning how to trust God, of learning how to ask God, to learning how to hear when God is saying, not yet to learning how to hear when God is saying, no, that's not what I want for you. I have something even better for you than what you're asking me for. To be able to hear from your heavenly father and train yourself to trust him enough for what he says he wants to do in your life. Even if it's not along your timetable, even if it's not along what you expected, but knowing that he said, I know the plans I have for you plans for good and not for evil to bring you to an expected end. So I have a place I'm bringing you to. And to be able to rest in that, it makes the journey so much easier because I'm telling you year after year after year of waiting on promises to manifest that did not come to pass for a lot of people would be a throw in the towel moment. But to be able to hold on to the promise and say, it's coming. I believe God. Um, remember, we were laughing about it when we first got married. We had, had two prophetic words. And both of those words was that, you know, he, one prophecy was like, you're going to be very prosperous. Another one, I'll never forget. Um, the, 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 the prophet had said to uh, Pastor Charles, he said, you know, everything you touch is going to turn to platinum. He's like, not gold. It's going to turn to platinum. And we would, you know, we were in one patch where we had to go and apply for food stamps. And we're like, when? You know, like, when is everything supposed to turn to platinum? Because right about now, I wish I could touch this food stamp and it would turn to something else. Just and the EBT card just to a, work. Just the EBT nice. card to work. I know I sent somebody to the store one time to get something and it wouldn't work on them. And they was embarrassed. I mean... <laughs> Lights being cut off. Can I get, I mean, y'all ain't never been through that. I'm sure y'all have all always had everything you have need of. But we had to believe God. We had to pray those things into existence. We had to, I was sharing with my daughter some confessions I met and where I would say, you know, our, all our needs are met with heaven's best. You know, all our bills are paid on time. Everything we need, God supplies. Our, your tuition is paid. And I wouldn't say the prayer like I hope, I think. I would affirmatively state it as if it's already done. And I think that's a piece that people just don't get. Like when you read my journal, you'll be totally confused because you'll be reading it like, 
Oh, so y'all had that back in 2016? No. Well, why did you say, God, I thank you for my new house and you didn't have a new house yet? Because I believe God was going to do it. I believe God was going to provide it. So I thanked him as if it was already done. God, I thank you that my marriage is whole. God, I thank you that all our needs are met with heaven's best. Lord, I thank you that our children love you and serve you all the days of our life. God, I thank you. And so just kind of training ourselves to shift from a complaining mindset where we're constantly on the phone, complaining with people, or worse, I hate to see from a member of Excel Church, on your Facebook page, complaining, posting all these subliminal messages because you mad at this person and you angry about this and you don't have this and you thinking and if you post it, then somebody's going to see the post and call you up and have a pity party with you or give you the, the needs that you need to have met when God is really trying to teach us. And I really felt like 2020 was to position us away from other people being our, our, our form of reliance and teaching us to rely on him. We couldn't get to the church. We couldn't get to the physical places where we are used to getting to. We had the distance. We had to stay home and quarantine for a period of time. And then even after that, we still had to have some type of boundaries in place. And I felt like God was really giving us an opportunity. And if we leave 2020 without having recognized that, I think we've done ourselves a disservice in terms of being ready for 2021. We've got to take away from this is that God supplies our needs. And what we if he hasn't done it yet, hold on. Just keep speaking it. Don't I always say don't rip your faith seeds out of the ground. That things that you have spoken faith, believing God for, that you planted it in the ground and then in your moment of frustration because you don't see it manifest, start pulling the seeds up and just pulling up your harvest before it can come to fruition. Um, so if we could really leave 2020 with a mindset of God has been good to me um, and God, I thank you and begin to thank him for things, whether it's in place or not, begin to thank him as if it's already done and continue to speak that even until we see it. And the, the most amazing thing is that day you, it hits different that day you speak it. And it's real that day you speak it and it has manifest. It hits different because you're like, oh, my goodness, I've been speaking this for 10 years. I've been speaking this for 10 months. I've been speaking this for however many days. And look at God. It has come to pass in my life. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good. I was thinking about something about that seed offering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a tipping point. That was a point where you could have choked. Yep. You could have got that $1,500 uh, retainer and went shopping or went and did something, you know, paid a bill or, you know, and put it in your mind that, you know, this is what you were supposed to do. But God had gave you, you know, clear instructions and you had requested, you know, from God, if God, if you give me this, then I'll make sure that I'll return the service and I'll, you know, I'll give it back to you. So you didn't choke. I'm so glad you didn't because, wow, just think. Right. Some of the things that we're experiencing, like you said, 15 years later wow. um, is part of not choking and creating that tipping point yeah. um, for you to tip over. You know, So those commandments are key. I was thinking about the scripture in Joshua in, in chapter 1, verse 9. It was talking about that God had commanded, you know, be strong. Mm -hmm. Be strong and courageous. Right. In other words, don't be fearful. Right. Don't be scared. Right. Don't get to a point where you get close <laughs> and you're scared to, you know, seize the moment. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay that, you know, things are, you know, uh, happening in your life. It's okay that God is asking you to do something that he may not never have asked you to do before. That means he trusts you and he believes, but he gives you the word as well and instructions as be, you know, be strong yes, Lord. And, and be encouraged. And then it, it says, don't be afraid. Mm. Don't be scared of this new life that God has for you. 
you know, and looking in 2020, it may not have been the year. Mm -hmm. 2021, we can look forward to it and lean on his word mm -hmm. and trust that, you know what? I'm not scared anymore. I'm not defeated anymore. I'm not discouraged, you know, uh, any, I'm not discouraged anymore. And I love the end of it where it says, for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go, wherever you go. So I can't tell you how many times I think you reminded we moved many times from house to house, city to city, you know, and every time we moved, it was part of the process. We picked something up along the way. So don't be discouraged. You know, don't get uh, don't get all frustrated, you know, when things don't go the way that. Um, you plan them to go, uh, but but God is telling you, you know, don't get discouraged. Don't be afraid because I have a plan and I have a plan that you may not understand, but it's a plan that's not going to hurt you. It's a plan that's going to prosper you and he's with you wherever you go. So it don't matter if you have to move again. It doesn't matter if you have to uh, take another job you know, again, you know, and you, you know, you feel like, oh, didn't I do this? And I have to do it again. Yeah. If he's asking you to do it again and he's telling you he's with you, then do it and do it with that same excitement that you did it when you took that $1,500 seed, you know, because you never know. God could be asking you to do something, you know, and you could be trying to talk yourself out of what doing it. <laughs> and guess what? That'd be the one time. That'll be the one time that you decided to outsmart God. And guess what? That blessing, you'll miss out on that blessing. So keep going. Keep pressing. Keep believing. Be encouraged. Be strong. Be obedient. Be though. obedient. And, and I think guess that that's what? the key because one thing I want to make sure you catch is it was the obedience, you know, because somebody might be thinking, well, I don't have a job where I can get them $1,500. And I, I mean, I hear the grumbling because I know the mindset. But free yourself from that mindset so that you can hear what the Lord is saying about what you can do. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of, I'll give you an example. You know, people will go and try to get a new car and their car might be broken down and they'll go into the lot and they'll make a deal with God, you know, on the showroom floor. <laughs> Lord, if you bless me with this new car, I'll be at church every Sunday. You know, I'll be able to, you know, come to church now and I'll be able to this. And God hears that negotiation and blesses you according to what you said. It's a matter of obedience to do what you said you would do. Um, one of the things I always believe in is called the rewards of righteous commitment. That righteous commitment is when I commit to God that I'm going to do something that no matter how tempting it becomes, no matter how challenging it becomes i keep my promises to god there's not there there's no room for disobeying him and then still expecting him to, to trust you and to bless you after you have shown time and time again that you're, that you're not trustworthy so it's it's training yourself on the smallest things that when you get that car and services is open if your deal with God was, God, if you would just bless me that I would get this loan, I would be in church, be in church. But what people will do is they'll get the car and then they'll be like, well, I got to go to work. I mean, I can't go to church because I got to, the car note is such and such and I need to have enough money to pay my car note. So I got to go to work and then wind up losing that job because they didn't obey God. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've been pastoring for a long time. So the examples just come to my mind of just many situations that we've seen where people think that they plan, you know, God and they trying to be slick and they don't keep their promises to God. And the next thing you know, whatever it was that was interfering with their ability to serve God wholeheartedly gets removed, whether it's a, a relationship or whether it's a thing. And so like Pastor Charles and I were talking earlier, it's like it's important to have the thing and for the thing not to have you. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to honor the blesser and not the blessing. And you've got to get to a point where you recognize that all of your blessings come from the Lord. And yes. that's not all financial. 
you know, we are so thankful. We have had to do so many things and we've had to, you know, handle business and everything. And we have had to put on the whole armor of God and just ask God to cover us and to protect us as we do what we feel he is leading us to do. And every time he has kept us, he's protected us. We have not been sick. And we said, God, I thank you for that. And we know that respecting his boundaries is important to receiving his blessings. If God says, I, I authorize you to go here, but not there, I can't say, well, oh, well, if I went there, why can't I go here and then go there? And you know what I mean? Because that's not what God said. That's why. There, there's no other reason for it. God knows the reason. And so it's like training and disciplining ourselves that our provision lies in staying within the boundaries and the confines of what God has told us to do. That's why I'm so grateful for you. Um, we have a, a, a core group of people who when we said as the pastors, we're going to do church online because that's what we hear the Lord telling us to do. Y'all said, bet, see you online. You know, it wasn't no issue. It wasn't no thing. It wasn't no problem because you understand that we are charged spiritually for the care of other people. And when we hear God tell us that he wants us to move in a certain way, it don't matter how many other people doing it different. They may have got a different instruction from God. So they got protection and covering to cover them and what they're doing. We got to do what thus says the Lord. And now if you begin to practice that, because that will happen to you, you'll see somebody else and they'll be married. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're married um, and, and me and my husband, we have a way that we flow. So we're sitting there and let's say we had, out of all, we had a gathering and I'm making his plate and I'm going, hey baby, what you want? Do you want, you want turkey on this? Do you want any dressing? Do you want, and I'm making this, his plate. And then I look over and Sally is over there and Sally just made her plate and sat down and her husband made his plate and sat down. And I'm looking like, well, wait a minute. Sally don't make her husband's plate. No. I shouldn't make, maybe I shouldn't make his plate. No, I'm all off because that's, that's, that's what they doing. But God has put me together with my husband and he knows what our unique needs are. He knows what his love language is. He knows what he needs to feel loved. That husband may feel completely loved and completely honored in that scenario. My husband would not. So, I mean, and my husband is good to me. So if I can make him a plate to make him happy, how many, how many pieces you want on this plate? It, it's, 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 um, I honor you as you're honoring me. I, we submit one to another. So it's like you will be all messed up looking at what somebody else is doing and then making adjustments like, well, they don't do that. So they don't go to church and they still all right. They don't pay their tithes and they, they look like they doing okay. You know, they not faithful to their spouse and, you know, they, they don't look like nothing happened. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Nothing whatsoever. And, and getting to that place where you keep your blinders on and you focus on what is God saying for me and my household. Pastor Charles taught me that real early. I didn't come into the marriage knowing that. I came into the marriage looking all over the place like, well, they doing this and that. And he had to get me all the way together. You're not married to them. You, this, we, you, I'm the head of this house. I, I have to, I mean, you didn't say it like that, but essentially you said, I have to answer to God for you. So you have to be willing to hear what I'm saying for you in our household because I ain't got nothing to do. It's just like with my children. My children are telling me, oh, they think it's, they think it's, they think it's really going to help them. You know, they'll be like, oh, I had, there was a, a Christmas party. And I was just, they, I was just like, listen, y'all, it is a pandemic. You know, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to lock stuff down. And they will hit me with the... Well, so-and-so's parents let them go and spend the night. What do I got to do with that? I don't have anything to do. I don't run that house. I run this house. And I have to pray and seek God for what he wants to do in this house. Now, meanwhile, I remember Pastor Charles, he was, I was real nervous at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, we have two teenage girls that work in fast food. And I was just like, honey, do you think we should make them come home? You know, because they don't have to go to work like some adults had to keep going. I'm like, they don't have to go to work. This is just optional. 
And he was like, no, I think we need to let them keep going. And I'm like, well, what if they get sick? And he's like, well, I prayed about it. He was like, have you prayed about it? And I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, well, I prayed about it. I heard from God on it. And they can go. And I said, okay. You prayed about it and you heard from God. So it's, it's like I'm telling you and I'm really trying to impart this to you because I really want you to make the shift. You've got to develop a relationship with God. Stop with the shortcuts. We're not going to be able to go to you know, what they say on the television show, what they're doing on, you know, this reality show, what our friends is doing, anything else is really a personal relationship with God that is necessary that we were supposed to have developed in 2020. And this is what God wanted me to leave you with because it prepares you for the blessing. And a lot of times I think we don't realize that we think we so cold, you know, we ready to get married. We think we so cold. We ready to, to be the CEO at our company. We think we ready to go. You know, we ready to be, you know, movers and shakers and, and a boss and have this and have that. And God is looking like, no, boo-boo, you, 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 you're not quite ready yet. I'm not going to put that on you yet because I know what that would do to you. I know that that would crush you. I know what that would do to that other person. I know how that would harm them. And so God began to show me that in that waiting period, Instead of murmuring and complaining and, and grumbling about how long it takes, that's when I really got into personal development. That's when I really got into reading and studying and, and not only just in my word, but personal development books and, and speakers and leaders. And it was something that, as many of you know, like, like the law of the lid, that you can only go as far as you are capable of handling and so god has got to prepare you for the battles you will face on your way to greatness and say again god has got to prepare you for the battles you will face on the way to greatness so you know opportunities to grow opportunities to uh to change your attitude change your perspective that, you know, 2020 may not have gone the way that you thought, but hopefully it was a time that you did some dig, digging deep, some, some self-exploration, some self-study, some self-improvement, that you would be ready that when God does have another opportunity for you, you could be in a position to receive it, to grasp a hold of it, and that it won't take you down, but that it will take you to the expected end. So I'm just praying that, that is your takeaway that you know that God does have something better for you. But in order to get there, you've got to go through your process. You've got to go through your journey. And here's the other thing I want to share with you. Your journey, it may not be the same as my journey. My journey might not be the same as somebody else's journey. We all have a pathway. God knows our strengths. God knows our abilities. He knows what we can handle. He'll take us differently to get us to the expected end that he has for each and every one of us. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, that's, that's good stuff. With all things, uh, with God, all things are possible. It is. All things are possible. I just want to address somebody had a couple questions okay. they submitted to us. So I wanted to make sure we both got a chance to address them and okay. we opened up the floor. And I hope that if we go into 2021, one of the things I'm really excited about, mm -hmm. um, for those of you who are not aware, like I remember I used to just run from one event to another event. And like, <laughs> even this year, you know, I went from one series to another series, to another series, to another series. And of course you can look on YouTube and see all the different series we've taught throughout the year. But I'm excited that this week I get to go on vacation. This week I get to stop moving. You know, I get to be still long enough to hear what is the vision. Where, where are you taking us? And, you know, write new confessional prayers. Because that's one thing I took away from my time today this morning with God was, you know, you got a lot of stuff that I've already fulfilled now, where is the next level? What are the things that you have to begin to speak into existence now? And so like, I looked in there and one of the things I kept confessing, you know, is that God was raising up, you know, a multicultural church and that we were going to do great things for him and win souls for Christ and all of these things that I'm believing God to do for Exhale Church and seeing how each one of us being whole 
and each one of us being spiritually mature that our focus is on God and the things of God mm -hmm. positions us to come together to bring his will to pass for Excel Church, which oftentimes it gets derailed because if everybody is focused on their own situations, they don't really come together to focus on the pathway of the ministry because they're just trying to figure out what they're going to do for their household. And so I'm prayerful that as we have poured into um, the individuals, you know, throughout this year to restore them, to replenish them, to, to bring them to a place of wholeness where they are able to seek God and develop a relationship with God, that they will have that same excitement that they will be desiring to see other people know God, to see other people to be saved, to, to, to share their testimonies and their experiences with somebody else that they know is still struggling now that they've made it through. And so I'll be able to, with Pastor Charles, we'll be able to, you know, get some ideas of how we want to approach, you know, things differently in 2021 if God wants to do some things different. And, and we know that he has been doing that. He's been doing a new thing. It just didn't mean what we th thought it was going to mean. But one of the things that somebody had asked is, you know, how can we do that? How can we, you know, uh, they quoted Romans uh, chapter 10, uh, verse 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so their desire was, you know, how can we, with so many people who are still lost, how can we reach as many people as possible for 2021? And so that's something that I'm praying that as we begin to write uh, our confessions, that you will put that in your confessions for 2021 also, that we will all continue to um, seek God on what he would have us to do that we can win more souls for him. And I know God has been answering that, you know, even from taking us out of the building and letting the church come out onto a broader um, platform. platform, you know, it's amazing, again, as I was saying about other confessional prayers, we would pray and we would ask God and we might have one way that we thought he was going to go about doing it. And he is doing it a totally different way. And so I can see how in us beginning to see what he's doing in terms of bringing us into a new platform and being um, able to reach people who may never have stepped foot in a church in that location where we were, but that now will be able to catch a broadcast and, and receive and hear something that resonates with them, that they will begin their pathway to finding God and knowing God. So we don't take that for granted that God is creating this opportunity and, and these new avenues, but we all have to be collectively as a body continuing to pray. I thank God for the Saturday prayers we've had. Minister Gail has been faithfully serving God and, and leading us in corporate prayer, whether people get on to join us or not. She's been faithful because her prayer is not to us. Her prayer is to God. Mm -hmm. And she has led us in corporate prayer so that we can continue to ask God to help us in winning souls, you know, help us in bringing people into the kingdom for the time is drawing near. And so we want you guys to be, you know, in the comments, just talking about the ways that you are going to join in 2021 with us in this ongoing pursuit of souls. And I really was just thinking about even before the pandemic, the, the different series that we taught last year, how, especially the one we were talking about, I don't know if you guys remember, but the lost sheep and then the lost coin and then the lost, you know, we were over and over and over again, um, really emphasizing how important it is to God that we win the lost. And so if we make what's important to him important to us, that is one way where we can feel closer to God. And I, I never feel closer to God than I do when I'm doing his will, when I'm doing his work. And so if you're feeling far from God, if you're feeling like, I don't have that relationship that you are talking about. How do I develop that relationship? One of the most important things for me has been serving him, even in the midst of all of those circumstances. If we had to say, well, I'm going to serve God once our lives get together, you know, we probably still be struggling. It was never a, you know, some of the members will remember, they would be like, can we get y'all a ride? You know, because we have to take two Ubers to get to church. 
and then me and my daughters would be in one Uber and then Pastor Charles and my sons would be in another Uber. It was never an issue of, well, I'm going to serve God later once everything is it's in the midst of my trouble. And that brought so much just togetherness to keep going through and saying, God, I'm, I love you. And, and it's not based off of, of what I have or what you do for me. I love you because you, you gave me life and you gave me eternal life and you gave me life more abundantly. So I really want us to commit in 2021 that even if we feel like, well, I don't have everything together in my own personal life, you know, if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what's the scripture say? All these other things will be added unto us. So if we could just get a kingdom mindset where the mindset is everything may not be right personally, but I'm still going to serve him. I'm still going to honor him. I'm still going to um, put what he is asking me to do first, because as I am seeking him, his kingdom and to do what he wants to be done here on the earth realm, what I have found is that God is taking care of things that concern me mm -hmm. while I'm taking care of the things that concern him. The things that only he can do. He will be working those things out when I'm working on the things that he needs for me to do. So I thank you for the person who submitted yeah. that question. I'm excited that you even have a heart to be concerned about somebody else and that we would all continue to let the Lord use us in whatever way it's possible to be a blessing to others around us. And all of us have a ministry. It may not be a pulpit ministry. You may not be on social media. You may not do things uh, in terms of preaching and teaching, but God is going to use each and every one of us. And he uses us in different ways. I'm good. excited for 2021 for y'all. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see your comments. I can't wait to see what God is saying to you guys, yeah. because we know we have talked about a lot. And right. I don't know who's hitting what, where, who God is speaking to in this situation. And it's interesting because, like I said, because of the way that God has changed the platform, you know, this will probably impact some people I have not even personally had a chance to meet and minister to. Amen. So we can't wait to hear from you. Yes. Um, stay connected with us. Mm -hmm. You know, there are ways that you can text us at the number that you're seeing on the screen. If you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to become a part of this community and stay connected with us in 2021 as we continue to pour into the people that God has placed in this ministry, but stay connected. We really, our whole entire focus of the ministry is we want to see you excel. So for some of us, that first step in excelling is giving our life to Christ. Because until that happens, it can't build on any foundation that is not established. And, that, and he is the foundation that our life is built upon. And for others of us, it's closing the holes that have been in place that we haven't seen. Or we built the house and then a hurricane came and took it out. And now we have to rebuild it no matter where the circumstance is. We just want to see you excel and we, we, we stay before God to receive what he has for us to share with you. And we love to hear in your comments how what God has spoken Amen. through us today Amen. has spoken to you and, and how that has resonated Amen. with you and, and some things you want to just go and meditate on this week um, to just prepare yourself before you go into the new year. Um, not so much about resolutions, but just making a resolution that God, I will let you lead my life, that I'm tired of trying to plan it out myself. And I know I can't do this apart from you. And so I surrender to you this morning. I really want for you to be the Lord of my life. And even though I know that there will be some valleys and there'll be some, some journeys and there'll be some growing pains and some things I know I'm going to have to go through, um, like Pastor Charles and Pastor Alicia have testified this morning, I, I believe that you're able to bring me to an expected end. And there's going to be joy for the those ashes and that one day I'm going to be on the other side telling other people um, how you have blessed me and how you have changed my life and I'll be winning souls for you as well. And so I believe if you said that, if you feel that way, go ahead and say it in the comments. We're excited. We cannot wait to no, see what I'm God excited. is going to do in your life. We can't, we, it just brings us so much joy yes. to hear um, how he is touching you and moving through you um, and duplicating what he has started in us. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we pray that you guys will be safe 
as you prepare whatever it is that you're doing for the new years mm -hmm. and that you will keep God at the center of everything that you do. And so we'll see you in 2021. 21. All right, y'all. Yes. We'll see you then. See you then.